As travel demand picks up, what's the outlook on the hotel industry? Let's bring in our panel. Joseph Gissy is with us, founder, CEO, Strategy Marketplace, and Octavio Morenzi, CEO of Optimus. Let's start with you, Octavio. Your thoughts, travel 2021. Where are the opportunities? Well, I guess, you know, 2020 was a very interesting year, to say the least, for the hotel industry. And it looks now as if things are bouncing back quite nicely. So over the course of the past month, if you sort of look at the latest credit card data on this front, we're seeing things going back almost to normal. It's as if 2020 never really happened. So that's sort of the good news. The bad news, I suppose, is that we're going back to sort of 2019 levels or slightly below those. So it's been sort of two years of no growth for the hotel industry. Now, even though the past month has been quite strong and back to almost normal levels, I think that might be sort of a short-lived phenomenon. I think what we're seeing is a tremendous amount of pent-up demand. People have been stuck in their homes forever. Uh, the last month, people were finally able to get out and move around a bit and took advantage of that. Um, but I think that might be a short-lived ph uh, phenomenon on the, on, the, on the leisure side. And what we're not seeing come back is the business traveler. And so there are hotel chains, particularly sort of the higher end people like Marriott, Hilton, Hyatt, who are relatively dependent on the business traveler. And if that person doesn't come back, they're going to be in trouble. So there might be a short-lived leisure component right. here, and but I'm, I'm not sure the business traveler is going to come back or will ever come back fully. Right. I get what you're saying, Octavio. And Joseph, that brings me to your point. I know you're watching some names that are more involved with leisure than they are with business, right? Expedia and Airbnb. Tell, and I know hotels as well. Um, tell me about the opportunities you see in the current environment. Well, well, two big, you know, names in, in the industry that I would look at is, like you said, Nicole, Airbnb. I mean, CEO Brian Chesky just came out and was talking about how there's going to be a need since everybody is starting to, to go back and travel for 5 million more, you know, users or, or members of uh, Airbnb. Right now, they currently have about 4 million hosts. This host is the term they, they like to use rather than users, but 4 million hosts, over 5 million different listings. They're in about 200 different countries around the globe, and that's constantly expanding. But because of that need, they're going to see an increase and not necessarily in the metropolitan areas, but they're seeing that people are doing travel by car. So a lot of local travel, a lot of local hosts, uh, more rural areas. And that's why they're seeing such a surge. And that's why they're saying that's going to be, you know, the need for that many more uh, users or I'm sorry, hosts in the future. And as you also said, Expedia. Expedia is another really big name I look out for. Now, one thing people don't understand about Expedia is it's a large organization with, you know, Hotwire, or I'm sorry, Hotels.com, Travelocity, Orbitz, uh, Verbo, just to name a few. But the big thing to look out for under Expedia is they have a partnership with China with Trip.com. And as things do start to, you know, go back to somewhat normal and people start to take vacations, not only for the U.S., but also in China, the two largest global economies, you can expect to see Expedia you know, increase exponentially. Yeah, and, and Octavio, that's something you were talking about, the different exposures to different areas. Um, you mentioned some hotel names. Do you see more growth or more opportunity in certain parts of the globe than others? 
Well, I, I guess what's really happened is Europe is in the toilet. Uh, anyone who's got a big exposure to, to European hotel business is doing quite badly. So you see some of the big European hotel chains like Accor in France or the Groupe du Louvre or uh, Intercontinental in, in London not doing terribly well through all this in Europe because they've got sort of heavier European portfolios. Uh, the US doing somewhat better than that. So it seems to be a month or two ahead of the European market. We hope that Europe will catch up to where the US is now. And then you've got the Chinese are doing really well. So uh, th things in China look like they're pretty much back to normal. Still a bit below where they were last year, but it, it looks like the hotel business there has just gone back to, to where it was before. Now, that is a, a bit strange because the, the Chinese tourist did tend to go outside of China a lot, and that whole business now is more domestically focused. So the Chinese, rather than going overseas, are staying home much more uh, and taking advantage of that. But So we're seeing their hotel business come back to, to more or less normal. So if you have a hotel chain that has a bigger exposure to China, then great. If they have a bigger exposure to Europe, not so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the final thought here, um, Joseph, you talked about some of the hotels that you think will do better than others. You had two. Quickly, why? Well, kind of to Octavio's point, Wyndham, which happens to be the largest budget hotel of the U.S. and, and actually uh, more worldwide as well, but specifically looking at the U.S., you're talking about people staying a little more local and traveling and saving kind of being budget conscious after, you know, some people not having any jobs for the past few months. People still want to get out. So Wyndham will be one of those right. hotel chains right. that I can see growing. And then Marriott locally, when business travel does pick up, there's a lot of people with reward points. They have one of the largest reward point system out there. So we could see Marriott here locally growing, you know, with when travel does start to go back out. Yeah, thank you both so much. It's a great conversation, Octavio and Joseph. Thank you both for being here today. Joseph Gissy, founder, CEO, Strategy Marketplace. Octavio Morenzi, CEO of Opimus. Thank you both for being here in that great conversation.